Okay, good morning, everyone. Um, if I haven't met you before, my name's Tim, and I'm sorry, but we were quite too ambitious saying that we were going to be done by 12 o'clock. <laughs> so, yeah, 10 minutes to go. That's going to be a quick sermon. Um, so I, I'm actually going to try and speak pretty quick today, just for about 20 minutes, and then we'll sing. So we will have lunch in not too long. Um, but it's really exciting to be able to share with you this morning. Um, like I said, I'm only going to speak briefly because the, the message today is just going to be an overview of a new series that we're going to start called the Rivers Vision Series. And we thought it was a great opportunity today being together, combined, um, one service, even different groups here, even boys were going to here today. They offered to do the barbecue for us, which was awesome. Um, so it was really generous of Russ and the guys. And um, yeah, just so many different people that come to our church and different groups, different expressions. And it's cool just to join together and really think about what is the thing that unites us? Kind of like that illustration that Josh did before, like sometimes we kind of are split and we kind of maybe even there's tension or there's like differences of opinion, but actually often there's actually one uniting goal and purpose, like we all want the chocolate, right? Like, or like, but, but sometimes we think, oh, we need to do this or this and there's like this tension, but actually we don't want Rivers to be a place where like everything's the same and it's just really ordered and structured, that's just not who we are. We, we kind of are a place that there's lots of freedom and there's lots of initiative and it's even kind of messy, it's kind of like a garden and, and different things grow up and spread out. But we want it to be united though. And that actually there's a common purpose and there's a common reason that why we're here as a church and why God has us here. And as we kind of go through this, um, the vision I guess that we're going to kind of share, uh, which is what the elders came up with, a new statement um, throughout the start of the year, elders and board came up with um, through some consultancy it's actually not really that new. It's actually kind of what we've been doing. Um, it's actually not very specific either. It's quite broad. Um, but the idea is it's something that unites everything that we do. It's, it's the common thread that actually brings together everything that we do. Um, so I don't know if you know, but this church has been around for over 40 years. It, there's, there's people here today that were here at the start that started with a group of people that had a vision for a church of Christ in this region. Uh, started in Strathpine in a bakehouse came here. There's people here today that built this building with their hands, um, that have served here for generations. Even today, there's some families that have three, I don't know if there's any with four, there's at least three generations even just present here today. Um, we saw how many kids are here, there's young adults here, there's retired. there's all ages here, and we want this place, and I believe God wants this community to continue for generations, that, that there would be a witness to who Jesus is. Um, not just for another few years, but for another 40 years, and it, it will continue. But part of that is, is that we don't just continue for the sake of continuing, but we come back and say, well, actually, why, why are we here? What's the purpose of gathering? What's the purpose of being a part of a church? What's, what's ultimately the goal? And let's come back to that, because that's the thing that can unite everything. So I'm just going to pray and then, and then basically just read out this statement and, and talk through it in an overview. And then we're gonna, I'm going to take the next five weeks to kind of break it up. So there'll be a whole lot more depth um, that will come through over the next little bit. So let's, let's, let's pray. Yeah, Father, we just thank you so much um, for this community uh, called Rivers. Thank you for how it's blessed my life. Um, thank you for the stories of faith and, and love and worship and mission and discipleship that have come out of this place um, Yes, so many good things, and, and, and even your faithfulness through difficult times as well. And we just thank you for that, God, and just ask that you would um, yeah, align us as one, um, 
speak to us and lead us as to, to where you're taking us into the future. And just, yeah, we just want to be your people in this region、uh, for your name. And we just pray this in your name. Amen. Okay, so you might have seen this. We did share it last year, but this is, this is the statement of our, of our vision or, or what's the purpose of rivers. The rivers exist to see the kingdom of God realized by being a growing family of devoted followers of Jesus who love him wholeheartedly and live as his people in the world. It's kind of wordy, it's kind of quite packed. There's a lot of purpose to every aspect. So, what I want to do is just break this down、um, and, and kind of help us understand what, why are we doing this? What, why be a part of this? What's the point? So, ultimately, the point why we exist is to see the kingdom of God realized, which means that we want to see the world the way that God wants it. That actually, God is the real one true God. Jesus is. King. He died to rescue us and he's alive. And actually, life only works with God. And when we live in alignment with God, when people know him, when people trust him and live with him, that's what his kingdom looks like. And actually, that's what heaven is. We pray in the Lord's Prayer, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, everything is the way that God wants it. And because God is the one being who's perfectly good, Perfectly truthful, perfectly beautiful, when everything is the way that God wants it, it is perfect. And actually, we want His will done. We want to see His kingdom. And this is actually the message that Jesus came with. Jesus came with this message. He started preaching and He said, Repent, which means change your mind. Think differently about life, for the kingdom of heaven has come near in Jesus. Jesus arrives and God is present, a new reality is present. And we see it starts to transform people's lives. People are healed. Relationships are restored. There's joy. There's freedom. There's life because of Jesus. So we want, we're here not primarily to have a church. We're not here just to have a building. We're not here just to meet and sing. We're here for Jesus, for what he wants to do in the world, to see what he wants happen, to see his kingdom come. But sometimes, People sort of say, well, yes, it's all about the kingdom. Like, we just need to be about the kingdom. We're just about God, and the church doesn't really matter. Like, it's, if you want to go to church, that's fine, but, it, but really it's about the kingdom. And sometimes church is just a bit too hard. <laughs> so we have these like ideal visions of kingdom that it's just going to be amazing, it's just going to be awesome. But actually, we can't separate them because God's plan is that the kingdom is realized through a family, it's actually revealed. Through being what we've called a growing family. That God's plan is not that there's just this ideal vision of this amazing life, but actually there's a group of people who live with God as king, who live by faith in Jesus, who live filled by his spirit, and that reveals his kingdom. That reveals that he's the true God. And sometimes we sort of think, actually, it'd just be easier. Like, like why, why would God do that? Like, why would God want to use a bunch of people in Kalanga with problems and difficulties to reveal his kingdom? But, but that's his plan. He actually wants to do it through a community. Jesus said this、um, to his followers as he was praying in John 17. He's praying to his father. He says, As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Jesus is talking about his disciples. That Jesus was sent 
by the Father, and now he says to his followers, I'm sending you. Then Jesus says, my prayer is not for them alone, the ones who were with him. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That's us. We know Jesus because those original disciples were sent and shared it, and it spread all the way to Australia, and we've, we've heard it. That all of them may be one. His plan is that those who believe will be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. God's plan is that he leaves a community that continue what Jesus did. And it's actually as they're united, as they live in God, connected to him and in love for one another, the world actually sees that God is real, that Jesus is Lord. It's actually his plan that we actually grow through being the family. The kingdom is realized through being the family. Leslie Newbegin says it this way, the intention of Jesus was not to leave behind a disembodied teaching. Like Jesus is not just a teacher. Jesus didn't write a book. Like that, that, that wasn't what his plan was. His plan, it was through his total consecration to the Father, Jesus' devotion to the Father in his passion, his going to the cross, that there should be created a community. Jesus created a community of followers, the disciples. This community which would continue that which he came from the Father to be and do. Jesus came from the Father. He desires to create a community that would continue what he came to do, namely to embody and announce the presence of the reign of God. Jesus rocks up and says the kingdom of God is here, present in Jesus. And his plan now is that there would be a community that embodies what does it look like to live with this God of truth and beauty and justice and grace. And then actually by embodying that and revealing that to others, people would recognize actually God's real. He's the true God. He's in charge. Life is best his way. The plan is actually to see the kingdom realized by being a growing family. It's actually, it's actually this deep connection of having one spirit of working together with differences. And actually, it's meant to be a family of people that love each other who are really different. Different generations, different backgrounds, different genders, different, different um, work, work situations, like different family situations. Like, they actually love each other. We're united together in love. But then what is this family to do? Or what, 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 is, what are they to be characterized by? And that's really the second half, is that we're to be a growing family of devoted followers of Jesus who love him wholeheartedly and live as his people in the world. This is kind of the second half of this statement. Um, but we've had a, a mission statement for a while called Knowing, Growing, Going. And I'm actually keeping that the same, but actually using this vision statement kind of combined with the mission statement to sort of explain it. And basically, the, the goals of the church or the purposes I guess personal purposes, the purpose of ministries, the purpose of being here, is that we will be people devoted to knowing God and loving Him wholeheartedly. That we first, we first love God. Devoted to growing as devoted followers of Jesus together and going and living as His people in the world. That actually these, these are the things that are the, the purposes of the church in a sense. Jesus even highlights these as well. Someone asked him, what was the greatest command? And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. The first thing is love God. Even Jesus came because he was sent from the Father. He loved and trusted and followed the Father. 
and then came to love us. It says that this is the first and greatest command. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And this is not saying like we just try really hard to follow the law. Like we're, we're saved by grace, we fill with the Spirit, but it's still God's desire that we, that we reflect this, that we live a life of total love for God. And then as a result, love for one another. Again, Jesus spoke about this, this, these purposes in the Great Commission. He says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus got this group of, of people who he's taught to live with this God, with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What does life look like in this relationship of love for God and love for others? And then Jesus says, now go out and, and call all people to live this life. Call all people to trust in what he's done on the cross. Call all people to teach and learn this life of love. And he'll be with us always. As well in Acts, Jesus says to his, his followers before he leaves, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. That actually, the, the church is to be a people that bear witness to Jesus. It means people would look at us, they would see our lives, the way that we live, the way that we talk about Jesus, and they would recognize that he's true. That actually his plan is that the church, by the power of the Spirit, would be God's people in the world for the sake of the world. So we have knowing God and loving him wholeheartedly, growing as devoted followers of Jesus together, and going and living as his people in the world. Again, Tom Wright kind of summarizes these as basically like the three purposes of the church. Why, why are we here? It says the church exists primarily for two close, closely correlated purposes, to worship God and to work for his kingdom in the world. In a sense, maybe worship and mission, to love this God and to continue what Jesus came to do, to spread his kingdom, his goodness, his presence throughout the whole world. He says the church also exists for a third purpose, which serves the other two, to encourage one another, to build one another up in faith, to pray with and for one another, to learn from one another and teach one another, to set one another examples to follow, challenges to take up, and urgent tasks to perform. This is growing as devoted followers of Jesus together. Actually, we're seeking to follow Jesus, and the goal is that actually we're encouraging each other and challenging each other and saying, let's go, I'm going to pray for you, let's, let's do this. Let's follow him. He says, this doesn't just mean serving one another cups of tea and coffee. Uh, that's good too. It's all about living with that sense of a joint enterprise, a family business, in which everyone has a proper share and a proper place. We're a family, but it's not that we're a family for the sake of being a family. We're a family, but there's a purpose. There's, there's, a, there's a goal of, of loving this God and growing as we follow him and being his people in the world. And we need community and we need connection and we need tea and coffee, probably especially coffee. But, but, but we need more than that. It's not just about that. So knowing God, growing and going. And sometimes we kind of pit these things against each other. Or, or sometimes we sort of say, well, it's just about worship or it's, it's just about discipleship or it's just about mission. It's like, it's like actually you can't separate these. They actually all go together. And sometimes we think, okay, well, that group does worship, and that group does mission, and that group does... Actually, no. Like, these are to be all... All of us are to personally devote ourselves to all three. And all ministries are to incorporate all three. 
And certain things and certain people, certain gifts may have slightly emphasis more on one, but that's not at the expense of the others. It might just be a slight different emphasis. We actually need all knowing, growing, and going, and actually flow into each other. But that said, there probably is a place to start. There is, in in a sense, an order, because there there is a danger even as a church. And even though this is a good thing, that sometimes we can start to easily start to think that we exist just for people, that we exist to help people. Sometimes we might think we exist to help people have community and and belonging and and love and support, and they're good things. Or sometimes we might think, well, we exist for those who are outside in the neighbourhood and the community. We want to help them and we want to support them and love them, and they're good things. And we do do those things. But there's a danger that we make those the primary thing. Well, there's actually the place to start is with God. That actually we are here first and foremost, not for people, but for God. But God is for people. <laughs> so we love people because we love God, and that's what He says to do. We're actually not here representing people. We're here representing God. This is how one author says it: advocacy is what the church is about, being God's advocate in the world. The church must therefore begin its mission with doxology. That means praise and worship of God. Otherwise, everything peters out into social activism and aimless programs. And there's lots of groups doing good social things in the world, and they're good things. But the church is about God. It's about loving Him. And because He loves His people, we love each other and we support each other. And because He loves this world and has come to rescue and redeem it and change it and 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 work for justice and goodness, we do that as an act of love and worship to God. Actually, everything comes back to Him because it's His family. It's His kingdom. It's about loving Him. It's about following Him. It's about representing Him. He's actually at the center of it, and he has to stay at the center of it because we are his people that are here because of his love, his grace, his mercy. He stays at the center. It's not that we just want a good church. It's not just we want to keep things going. It's actually that God is God, and we're here for Him. Whatever He wants, to follow Him and see His will and His work done in the world, because actually that's what's best. One other author, Leslie Newbigin, says this: "This the church. It will be a community of praise." He says that perhaps is its most distinctive character. Actually, what makes us different to other groups that will serve and work for good in the world? That first and foremost, we are a community that praises and worships and loves this God, and that will actually be countercultural because to praise God, it kind of seems like we're beyond that sometimes. Like now, we're, we're kind of 21st century. Enlightened people, like we kind of know how the world works. Like the idea of bowing down and worshiping and praising this greater being in awe, that that sometimes might sound kind of strange to people. Like like, there,、yeah, that's good, but actually, let's just get on and help people. But actually, he says the Christian congregation is a place where people find their true freedom, their true dignity, their true equality in reverence. To the one who is worthy of all the praise that we can offer, that actually what everybody needs, the reason why the world's out of whack, the ultimate problem, is actually that we don't recognize this God and love Him and worship Him and adore Him in awe and praise. That actually when we do that, we are most human.
And actually, that's what changes us. That's what leads us to follow Jesus. That's what means we can actually represent him. And actually, people, we then invite them back into this life of worship and love and praise of God. Peter puts it like this. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. That Jesus goes to the cross to rescue and redeem and create a people who are restored to this relationship of trust and love and praise of worship of this God who is the most amazing being, who is the center of everything good and true and right, and actually find our life in him. And actually then we go and grow in him so that we can represent him, so that other people can come and recognize him and have true life and freedom in this God. So this is why we're here, not just to be here, not just to continue, but to see his kingdom. And not just in the abstract, but actually in the family, by being a growing family, filled with God's spirit. We can't do this without him. It's completely dependent on him and each of us trusting and living and following him. We're a family of devoted followers of Jesus who love him wholeheartedly and live as his people in the world. Therefore, we, we focus around these goals, personally, as ministries, as church, creating a culture and environment where we know God, where we're growing together, where we're living as his people, where we're representing him, because it's all about him, and it's all for him. Romans 11 says, For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. And if in a sense, the vision ultimately is God. God at the center of a community. Jesus as Lord. Us living as his people. And there there's, can be a whole range of diversity and difference and, 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 and gifts and, and backgrounds. But we unite under this God and this vision and these purposes. So I, just as even as an act now of, of doing that, I'd invite you to stand. Let's just stand as, as a family, as God's people. And we're going to pray and then we're going to sing um, to worship and, and, and to, to recognize who he is and just center on him with everything. So Father, we just thank you that yeah, you are our God. Um, thank you that you give us a family, um, the church. Um, thank you for those of us you've placed in this family here, God. Even thank you for those who are visiting today from other families, other churches. And Jesus, we just ask uh, for your presence and for your kingdom and for your will to be done in us and through us for your glory and for this region, Lord. And we just pray, would you be at the center? Would you be the center of our hearts and our lives? Would you be at the center of rivers? And would you just unite us with all the diversity and all the difference, all the uniqueness under Christ? And we just pray this in your name. Amen.